Welcome to the Bioetric Wellness Podcast. I am so happy you are here and that you actually found this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Camilla Hiller and I'm 54 years old and um, I live in Sweden, travel as much as I can in the world because I love to experience new things. And um, I have dreamt about this podcast and had this podcast as a goal for many, many years. I knew I wasn't ready to do it. And um, finally, my goal with this podcast came true because I am so ready to do this now. Uh, I will tell you a little bit about what you can expect in this podcast. Uh, I'm going to make guest podcast every other week and uh, also personal calls in between. I have decided to do that because I have a lot that I want to bring up to the surface and I also would like to reflect a little bit about the episodes that I have been recording of course and um, also make sure that you get as inspired as possible. I know that this topic is really kind of sensitive. It's very polarized in social media. It's very um, uh, fixated on looks. It's very fixated on being skinny. Um, And I I am not going that way with this podcast at all, even though uh, that's what most of the the patients that do the surgery actually do when they have done the surgery. I did myself and I got a lot of applause in the midst of a crisis and I want you to know that this podcast is about putting the knowledge out about what can happen and also what actually did happen I will also bring in people that have done the surgery but I will also bring in people that can help you that did a surgery or that actually thinking about doing a surgery There is other solutions, even if they tell you and you think you have tried everything, there is other solutions. And I'm going to prove that along with this podcast. I uh, think that a lot of things in this world is so misunderstood and we are misinformed and we are indoctrinated in public health care clause. And uh, I think it's time to open up for a new discussion. It's time to open up for a new era of health and wellness and um, uh, more natural ways of treating your body. Also acknowledging all the amazing things that your body actually can do and how it can heal and how it can take care of itself. for for i think it's 
what I lacked the most when I did my surgery was knowledge about my body. So that is a huge goal for me in this podcast to actually talk about what's going on in our bodies. And that doesn't mean it's only for bariatric surgery patients. It's for everybody, of course. But I will tell you that if you as a person not doing the surgery or as um, um, one of the loved ones you have, have has done the surgery, listening to this podcast will help you tremendously because there are so many things going on with us as patients. So the more you know about that, what can happen, the more you actually can help a person if something is coming up uh, in, in a patient's life. Uh, I think it's very naive to think that you will stay healthy for the rest of your life uh, if you are, uh, if you are um, not a, a patient or if you are a patient for, from weight loss surgery. We all gonna struggle with different kinds of stuff during our journey, life journey. So I think one of the best things is to actually know more about your body and what you can do yourself to help it thrive. And also how you can make yourself a better life and um, get more years uh, to live. So whether you are bariatric patient or not this podcast will probably give you some great tips and uh, introduce you to topics that could actually be a big benefit for you Um, I also would like to talk about things that is really hard to talk about Um, a lot of uh, a lot of shame is going on in the bariatric surgery community, for sure. Um, a lot of trauma, a lot of uh, addiction, uh, a lot of hard hardship, um, a lot of abuse. It's a lot of thing go, uh, things going on with a bariatric surgery patient. And from knowing the um, my research, and I've seen like there are... Um, studies now that tells us that 67% of the bariatric surgery patients is um, traumatized with abuse, sexual assault, stuff like that, violence, mental uh, abuse. And 80% of all patients that do the surgery are women. So we, this is also a women issue for me because um, we have such high demands uh, as women, what we should be or shouldn't be, uh, how we should look, how we should walk, talk, whatever it is. Um, I think we have so high demands that we can't bear it sometimes. And uh, um, if you're also traumatized and try to bear all of that, it's gonna be too much. For sure. In uh, 2010, I fell down a stair, 187 kilos heavy. That was the end of a life on adrenaline and misery. 
but it was also a start of a very difficult journey that brought me to a place I never ever could have seen if I didn't if I did not hit the floor the way I did in November 2010. Consequences, yeah, I had a lot of consequences. The injury brought me to a point of no return, as doctors said, to do a gastric bypass uh, and a weight loss, like a weight loss surgery then. And um, I got promises at that time uh, of great research since 1990 when my godmother died from a gastric bypass at the same hospital I was supposed to do the surgery. They convinced me that uh, it will be fine to do it. It had passed so many years, the research was perfect, like uh, nothing was like it was in the 1990. Um, I was really scared and my whole being spoke to me that I shouldn't do it, uh, but I didn't listen because I was really scared um, about my condition. I believed everything that I was told, even though my body told me, my whole being, my soul, everything told me, don't do it. In June 2011, I got my stomach butchered. I did a gastric bypass. Life never got to be the same again. Leakage on third day of the uh, after the surgery, uh, I had to reoperate on myself. And when I came out from that surgery, it didn't feel like they had operated on my stomach. It feel like they had cut something in my brain. And I will never forget the feeling I had coming out from that surgery. I cried in my hospital bed for 12 days. I didn't have, I had one visitor during that, those 12 days I was there, but otherwise I was totally by myself and the caretakers at the hospital. And I cried myself through 12 freaking days. It was absolutely traumatic. And after that, my life got really weird. The next 18 months, I lost 135 kilos. My organs stopped functioning. I had severe malnutrition. I had a brain injury experience um, also. Um, after two heavy surgeries, they put in glucose in my uh, veins and that turned out to be really, really bad for my brain. I started to uh, forget things really in short time spans. Um, my working memory didn't, um, di didn't work <laughs> and I could... One day I was in the middle of the town and I couldn't understand where am I working? Where's my job? Do I have a work to go to? What am I doing here in the middle of the street? It was really scary. I found creme fraiche in the bathroom um, and I found hairspray in my fridge. It was a mess, total mess. 
And I didn't tell a soul. I lied to everybody because I was so ashamed of losing my memory. And after that, a period of time came that was absolutely awful. I thought I was going to die. Uh, my body start, stopped work, functioning. And um, I, I also lost the ability to walk. I had severe seizures. I just dropped on the floor and passed out. It was an awful time. And I, re I remember one thing from that time, and that was that my kids didn't want to see me because I was so weird. I was so strange and they didn't recognize me. It was a really hard time. And of course I told people about this over the years, but I haven't told the details and I haven't told the fact that I also had um, a big difficulty to understand both myself and others. Um, death anxiety was a part of my days. Um, I didn't sleep at night, I cried, and I was awake in the days trying to do something so I would not die. It was awful, absolutely awful. Um, life, life never got to be the same again. Um, and uh, the experience with the brain injury and the dementia problems that I had and losing my ability to speak and to walk was a huge trauma. And, and of course, it's been like two times I have been very near dying and um, thinking that life was actually over. But I always had the feeling of a greater purpose with this. I couldn't except the fact that I was going to be like that my entire life. I could not accept the fact that nothing could be done when public health care left me behind without any kind of support or help. I experienced a lot of fear over the years from the public health care. Uh, they didn't know what to do with me. And it came to my understanding over these years I have been uh, in this situation that gastric bypass, bariatric surgery overall, is an exper experimental procedure. They don't know what to do with people that uh, get into complications. And we are left alone to die or to suffer for the rest of our lives if we don't get help. And most of us doesn't get help. If you're really severe, um, ill and destroyed in your stomach, there is nothing the public health care can do for you or any other doctor for that matter. And if you want to do a reversal, that is not so easy. And 
uh, they will not allow you to do that. And I can understand why also. And that is because if they start doing reversals too much, they will officially say that this is a bad idea doing bioretic surgery. So it's a very complicated situation. And one of the things that I have learned over the years is that we have experiments in Sweden also with children we operate on here in Sweden. Parents say yes to do surgery on their kids without knowing their own bodies, without knowing the children's development or anything like that. I am I am so um, concerned about how surgeons can operate on children and ruin their life without them having anything to say about it. Of course, a young person always want to be normal and not bullied and stuff like that. But I think there is, there is, there, there is so much things going on with this that we need to be able to talk about it. And there is other ways than pills, pharmaceuticals and surgeries to help children and adults thrive in life, even if they have a problem with overweight or obesity and, and wants to lose that. So I learned the hard way. And uh, if I knew what I know uh, know today, I would never ever have done that surgery. I would have stopped everything and got other people to help me. But I was a crippled um, uh, over these years, but a huge power started to grow in me. Um, and I wanted to be better to live a good life, to get a second chance in being honest to myself on everything. But I did not know how, and I just knew it, 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 it could be a, I just knew it could be that way. I just knew that it shouldn't be, life shouldn't be like this like I had it then. There must be a greater purpose with this. There must be something else beyond this. And that was what kept me going. When public health care said they could not help me anymore and that I would not work again, I felt abandoned on, but I totally knew as well that this was an inside job for me and I believed that there were solutions out there. I never stopped looking for solutions. And I think that is one of the great, greatest things that I learned over my entire life is that I was, um, I was brought up among alcoholism and abuse um, and um, I learned from that experiences that I had as a child and teenager that to develop uh, 
the search for solutions instead of just giving up. And I'm very grateful for experiencing all of those addictions and that mess when I was young because that mess taught me to actually be able to to find solutions all the time. And today I look back on those years like it, it was horrific, but I'm so grateful for it because I became another person uh, as well as an adult. So I solved a lot of problems thanks to that period of time, of course. I had eight years of rehab, seven surgeries later, and a lot of challenges with um, uh, people I love in active addiction. um, The worst breakup uh, of my life. Uh, I lost my mom to cancer, my dad to cardiac arrest over the, these, the, this period. I lost a very good friend friend to cancer. Uh, oh my gosh, it was so, it was really, really hard. But I got the help that I longed for. I tried to cope at the best of my abilities with creativity and big goals focus on and stepping into my future. I had really big goals. During this time, I used my creativity to stand firm with myself and not get insane. (laughs) It was writing four books. I did some sugar-free cooking, of course. I was active in social media when I got better. And um, I, I really tried everything. I also experienced a lot of things around vitamins and minerals, uh, around natural medicine. Um, I, I totally understood that I was in the claws of pharmaceutical industry and stuff like that. Um, and that the doctors I was talking to didn't have any good solutions. And they always wanted me to um, eat pharmaceuticals that was really addictive, despite I told them that I'm a recovering addict from sugar addiction and that I didn't do alcohol since 2010. I think this, this taught me a lot about the system I was brought up in and the system that we all are living uh, in or being a part of um, it taught me that I need to question everything because I need to know things before I make a decision I can't make a decision and trust everybody around me I need to know stuff and I need to uh, ask myself is this really what I want to do with my body? Is this really what I want to do with my soul, my mind, uh, my life? So I have started to question a lot of stuff. And with questioning everything around me, I also got to question the pandemic and all of that. So I managed really well through the pandemic, thank God. And um I think that all the surgeries I've been through, 
all the doctors I've met over the years, all the surgeons that really have been both abusive and offensive to me, um, all the all the people that said I will never be better, you are screwed. <laughs> um, they helped me, not believing in that I couldn't get better. It really helped me that they were the way they were because I had to question everything. I wanted a great life. I wanted to feel joy again. I wanted to feel better. I wanted to nourish myself in every single way possible. So I started to question everything, the system, the doctors, the surgeons, the nurses, everything. And I started to question myself as well, but in a really good way and asking myself, how, what kind of life do I really want to have? And one and a half years ago, I was actually ready to give up. There was no energy left. My body said to me, enough is enough. I felt like no one. I felt totally empty, doing things at work, holding on, but dying inside. I prayed for a miracle every single day. I listened to people that had struggled in their lives and made it through just to keep myself going. I came to feel my traumas and starting to understand all the pressure I have been through. In August 2021, I was supposed to take over the company I worked for and it felt scary, risky and like a total mess. I felt like I could not lose the opportunity, so I stepped into it despite my health issues. I needed to explore myself as an entrepreneur and I ref refused to perceive myself as a sick being, even though I have been very sick for a long time. I didn't feel sick, like my mind didn't feel sick. My body was failing me, but my mind was kind of in another state. I had so much I wanted to do, and I had so many goals, and I wanted to do good in life. So I stepped into this entrepreneurship, even though I was in a bad condition. One day, my dear friend Andy came by to see me and have a coffee and a talk. And he got really worried when we met. And he told me he would contact a doctor in the US and circle back to me. A couple of days later, he came back with a box of capsules. And to be very honest, <laughs> I have been eating so much supplements over the years. So I was kind of fed up with it. But um, he asked me very kind, <laughs> kindly, like, can you please eat this until I get a hold of Dr. Bob Rakowski? So I promised him I would eat those. I, ha I think I had eight capsules 
each day and I think that a couple of days um, maybe a week in eating those capsules with that total burnout and sadness for losing all my energy was a reality back then I started to actually have one night's sleep that I didn't have in a very, very long time. And when I started, it felt like my body was totally giving up on me. I did not want to eat more supplements, but I did it anyway. And, and um, somehow that cup of capsules spoke to me and that resulted in eating eight capsules a day and in a week I could at least sleep and for a while that made me feel like a million bucks to have one whole night's sleep was like winning the lottery <laughs> I don't know but it was absolutely amazing and some week, I think it was a week later, I had the honor to meet the wonderful Dr. Bob Rakowski, who came to change my situation and my condition in a very, very unexpected way. I can't describe my relief. It's beyond describable. Here he was, a man I did not know, who actually listened to me he read my blood work and could not understand my ability to function at all. And he decided to put me on his stress reset protocol. I was in a very bad place. And I realized I also was rude to him and that, that I have been apologizing for that a lot. And, um, he told me to eat two capsules of uh, Ganoderma spores every waking hour for 10 days. And he told me to also eat melatonin and L-theanine together with the, those capsules that I got from Andy. And I was kind of, I was kind of rude. Sorry, Dr. Bob. <laughs> um, and I told him, like many biuretic surgery patients told me over the last one and a half years, <laughs> uh, when I told about these capsules, uh, um, I told him like, oh, do you, you just want to sell pills? <laughs> I was so rude. I'm so sorry. But this is the truth. And I need to put this in the open because I think that um, there are so many scammers out there that just want to sell stuff. So we get like totally uh, hostile in, in a way to everything that people bring to us. So we say like, oh, I, I, I don't need your advice or whatever. So I got to be a bit rude. And, and he just asked me, do you have any other option? And I realized 
that I didn't have any other option. And that was really hard to understand that this is the last call. I don't have anything else. I don't know what to do with myself. And um, as he read my blood work and said that I can't understand how you can be so kind of vital with these tests, this blood work, you have, it's, it's amazing, you are actually sitting up. And at that moment when he said that, I totally understood something really profound for me came through my mind. And that was that I had such a powerful willingness to live, to have a great life. And that was really, really, really a game changer to me. For the first time in my entire life doing this stress reset protocol, I felt serenity. I came to understand the adrenaline that were my normal state for my entire life. Since I was a kid, I have been running on adrenaline every single freaking day. And I think this was an absolute true miracle for me, a new beginning and a huge blessing. Dr. Bob taught me about what was going on in my body and he had me quit regular coffee and change to mold-free alkaline coffee. I drank, I think I drank 10 cups a day just to stay awake in the afternoon. I continued to do, as he said, my biggest win was to step out of my ego and just listen to him, not thinking that me or anybody else knew more or better than him in that moment. Thank God I could connect with myself to just do what he told me to do. Since then, I have been wishing that kind of help to everyone with complications from biuretic surgery or anyone experiencing severe burnout, sleepless nights or depression. Dr. Bob's 30 years of experience in, in clinical practice uh, and with functional medicine as his greatest tool helped me into a new life. I'm still struggling, but now with energy, with joy and enormous gratitude over life. This podcast is a result of my goal in 2013 when I lost the ability to speak, I promised myself to start a podcast, a conversation about biuretic surgery that is missing in this world. This podcast is in the honor of the biuretic sisters I lost along the way, their loved ones and the patients that I, that I thought that they found that 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 I thought 
that they thought they have found the right solution with the surgery. This podcast is my way of telling another side of this experimental surgical industry. This podcast is my way of bringing more knowledge around pure and clean food and supplementation as well as functional medicine. I'm going to touch base with you on the dreams, hopes and struggles we as patients face. I'm going to dare myself to be personal, to have conversation uh, conversations on topics no one is publicly talking about today. I'm going to let vulnerability lead this podcast. I'm going to let new knowledge, new research and new people bring in their wisdom, their research or their practice or whatever they can bring to the table for bioretic surgery patients to feel better. This podcast is all about love. No matter where you are on your journey, my goal is to inspire, inform and educate on this important topic. I want to share real conversations about life as it is and how to thrive going forward in any situation as a bioretic surgery patient. My podcast will be a mix of my personal calls and my conversations with amazing guests. Guests that you can learn from and get inspired by. And let me know wherever you listening in on this is a podcast where I want your thoughts and questions be brought to the table as well so let me know wherever this podcast shows up uh, comment ask question all of that um, and remember that love is much needed in this world um, overall, but especially in the bioretic surgery field. I will touch on topics that are really stigmatized, that are really hard to talk about, but I, uh, I will dare you to listen in on, on the conversations. I think that we can transform people's lives. Um, the amazing guests that I have booked, I have 30 guests at this point booked for this podcast. So you will get at least 60 episodes. Um, so I just want you to know that I care about any of you out there that has done the surgery. If you feel you're a freaking success and you're beautiful and you're uh, have a new life because of this surgery congratulations to you but you having a great life is not a way of you don't have the how shall I put it you don't have the authority as a successful bioretic surgery patient to put a patient down that suffers. If you 
think that another person that has problems never can be you. Think again. I, I think almost every single person that did the surgery and have complications today never ever thought they would have complications. It strikes out of the blue sometimes. You have no freaking way of predicting that it will happen. So that's a point that I want to make you reflect on. And I also want you to think about whatever you will say about me, if you will talk me down because I do this, if you will slander me because I do this, if you will uh, think that I'm wrong because I'm doing this, and you will say really bad, mean things to me, I can tell you one thing, and just remember this. Whatever you say to me, however mean you are to me, the day you get complications from your bioretic surgery, I will be here trying to do whatever I can to help you or to help you find the people that can help you. So please be kind and and very loving in the comments and remember anybody can get complications even you who just did the surgery feeling uh, um, like a million dollars losing 50 kilos and you have your new swimsuit on or whatever it is you think you are so happy about please be loving be thoughtful when you comment in this matter because I think we all have places that is really hurting inside and my thing with this podcast is also that I know that hurt people hurt people Ed Milet talks about this all the time hurt people hurt people and he is a great remind reminder of that for for that matter, that is one of my favorite podcasts. So if you want to evolve as a human, go and listen to Ed Milet. He's, he's freaking awesome. Um, but I would like to finish this first episode by saying that if you want to connect with me, feel free to do so. I'm not here sitting on a pedestal not reachable. Uh, on the contrary, just connect with me. You will always have the details in the show notes how to get connected with me. Uh, this podcast episode is sponsored by dreamcastshopping.com. Thank God, so I can do this. And uh, dreamcastshopping.com, you can find pure and clean food items and supplements with no added sugar, gluten, dairy, soy, additives or GMO. I'm very grateful to have Dreamcast Shopping as a sponsor. I am also urging you to check out clean and pure products if you had the bioretic surgery. Make sure your system is as, as good as possible, as pure, as clean as possible. And 
I will do my very best to get some tips and tricks during this podcast journey about a lot of stuff. And I will share a lot uh, around food and and stuff like that, that I have tips and tricks on how to handle the daily sugar-free lifestyle that I have. And there is um, no coincidence that my first podcast episode with a guest um, of the Bioratic Wellness Podcast will be my doctor, my business partner, and my friend, Dr. Bob Rakowski. And I, who could ever think that back then when I suffered that much and I didn't know what to do, that I actually could get help and get better, that I actually should, would turn out to be Dr. Bob's business partner. Today, I am so honored to say that one and a half years together with Dr. Bob and together with my mentor, Diane Solano, and um, many great friends and um, family, I'm, I'm in a totally different place. So that is why I decided to finally bring you the Bioretic Wellness Podcast. And in the show notes, you can find everything uh, about how to connect with me and also more about what you can find me in social media. And so I would be very happy if you would share this podcast. Um, I would be very happy if you told somebody you know that knows somebody that know and bring it forward to all the people you know that did a bioretic surgery of any kind doesn't matter if they have complications or not. I think this is a conversation that needs to be going on in this world. And the more people we are in on this conversation, the better it is. And I am not trying to market the surgeries. I think there are other ways. And um, I don't wish anybody to do this surgery. But I totally respect people that had the surgery because I had it myself. And I also will collaborate with people that can help those that have problems or those who want to get to know how to help themselves fully um, to actually feel better as a patient. So thank you for listening and talk soon again. Bye-bye.